This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, half-dead Fetterman snags a victory in Pennsylvania. Three states vote to secure abortion rights, and somehow Maricopa County is still counting ballots. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Steve Dace, of course, Blaze TV host of the appropriately titled Steve Dace Show. Happy that you're back. Thank you. Uh, and also joined by uh, Jason Feldman, political commentator and first time on the program, maiden voyage on the program. We're glad that you're here as well. Happy to be here. We're, we're, I'm really going to need you guys to help me make some sense of what oh happened good last luck, good night. Good luck with that. Yeah, okay. I know. We were all up till yeah. way too late yeah. and woke up way too early yeah. to be dealing with this crap. But we're here and we'll deal with it just for you. Um, as of the time of this taping, the House stands at its 204 Republicans, 176 Democrats, with 218 needed for the majority. The Senate is currently at 48 Democrats, 49 Republicans. And um, I want to go through a couple of these races. So this morning, Dr. Oz called John Fetterman. And again, I at the top of the program, I said he was half dead. I'm actually not sure that I mean, he may be three quarters. That was a, that, that was a one way conversation. He may be he may be <laughs> yes. closer. Yeah. The, Dr. Oz is like, hello. Uh, ha, hello. <laughs> hello. Young, young Frankenstein doesn't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Oz called Fetterman to concede. Uh, Oz secured 47.3 percent of the vote and John Fetterman 50.3. Um, you know, it's interesting. And, and remember, this is after Pat Toomey decided not to run for re-election. So I think it's important to note this is a flip. But, like, I just, we're seeing how poorly Joe Biden is doing at the helm of things. And we're seeing what happens when you have a half-dead man try to run anything, a country, say. Um, I just, I'm having trouble making sense of how people in Pennsylvania, even if you look at, I mean, I look at Oz and I'm like, I, he's not, I wouldn't call him one of mine, right? But still, you would think. He's sentient. Mm -hmm. Right, you would think you would vote for the man who can comprehend the English language mm -hmm. other than, you know, rather than the other ones. So I'm really having trouble making sense of, of this particular race. Uh, I, I think what you have in Pennsylvania is you have a state that gave us Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. Kermit Gosnell, Dick Levine, and now a walking bears incident report as a U.S. senator. All right. I, I think, you know, um, the ground in Pennsylvania, the ground is bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a forsaken place. And I don't think it requires a lot of complicated analysis other than um, there's a lot of people, particularly single women. If you look at um, Republicans actually ended up, are going to end up hitting a lot of their marks uh, with blacks and Latinos mm -hmm. nationwide that were in the exit polling. Uh, unmarried women, white women, they're going to lose them by 40 points. 
And that's just all. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I can't get baby formula. I'm going to kill my baby anyway. Mm-hmm. That's really all that it is. It is Mystery Babylon. I'm signed on to Mystery Babylon. They're going to win married women by anywhere from 15 to 20 points. They're going to lose unmarried women by 35 to 40 points. And that's the whole election right there. That's it. So, so I, I want to get into that um, here in a second. Um, but I, as far as Pennsylvania goes, it, I feel like is it there? we're just so tribal now that yeah. they're just like, you know what? We realize that he isn't, isn't all there, but he is a placeholder to press the Democrat button anytime there is any sort of vote, and we know that he will vote our way, therefore it really doesn't matter. I mean, you were listening to pundits talk about that. Yeah. You know, all of them saying, CNN, MSB, at all, hey, he's a Democrat. If he wins the seat, he gets to hold the seat. It doesn't matter. The right. governor is a Democrat, so they're going to choose somebody else. And it really was just, it was a straight Democrat vote. Literally, the person in the suit didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah. I, I, when, when Lincoln was once asked about Ulysses S. Grant and his uh, proclivities, uh, and he basically said, I'm not hiring a partner, a buddy, a friend, and yeah, I'd prefer he you know, wasn't drunk at 9 a.m., but he fights, and we're in a civil war, and that's what's going on there. And to be honest, it works on both ends. I mean, I, I, I have no idea what Herschel Walker's public what personal life is. I've not yeah. actually read any of the stories at all. And you know what? I don't care. And I would have not said that three or four or five years ago. I would have actually cared quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But then they declared that we're going to chest bind your daughters and castrate your sons without your permission. And so now I'll throw any crash test dummy up there. I mean, I hate the Republican Party, and I'm more disappointed about last night than they are. All right. So because we are in a de facto civil war, and the, if the truth of the matter was, if we had a chance to flip a seat, and it might have been the 51st seat to decide, are we going to? I think a lot of us sitting at this table and watching this show probably would be like, well, I guess we get rid of Lurch over there and put Mrs. Uh, Mrs. So-and-so in there who's actually sentient, but we got to win this thing right now. That's just kind of where we are in the balkanized America right now. And that's the perspective of the leadership of the Republican Party as well. That's yeah. not just the voters. That's as McConnell's directing money all throughout the country. He's just looking for solid Republican votes that he can control mm-hmm. anybody with that has you know, a different point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a non-starter. It's like, if I can have a solid Republican vote, that's literally all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Steve uh, Herschel Walker. So it's just like Republicans' uh, hopes for control over the Senate now lay feels in like the hands this of... feels vaguely familiar. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I, the 2020 redo over there in yeah. Georgia, yeah. which is uh, obviously, you know, headed, looks like it's headed to a runoff. And yeah, you're like... Well, don't have confidence there because that's how Warnock got in in the first place. And I realized that that was at a time where um, Trump and a lot of Trump allies were telling Georgians, stay home because your vote doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. It's rigged. It doesn't matter. You don't need to go vote. Uh, the system is set out to, you know, to to be against you. Um, he had McConnell funding gender studies in Pakistan right. and then getting outbid for American voters and saying, I will not be moved and paying off American voters. We're going to fund gender studies in Pakistan. So the dem- so you, ha- you had the worst of each side's dynamics at mm-hmm. play in that race, and that's why you lost it. Yeah. So, so, so for the runoff, uh, I, where's your confidence level there? Depends. I think what's very fascinating is we talked about this on the election show last night, and there was some skepticism when mm-hmm. I asserted this. I'm just telling you, I don't know how much Fox News you guys have watched. The last two days, I've watched more Fox News than I've watched in the last two years, okay? Because it's just on in the studios everywhere I go in the building, right? right? 
It is the Ron DeSantis telethon. It reminds me of being on the cruise campaign after we won Iowa and Fox hated us. And so the next day it was Marco Rubio has the greatest third place finish in the history of caucus politics all day long. It's just all DeSantis all the time. You've got you've got Kaylee McEnany, the former Trump White House spokeswoman, is on Fox this morning saying that Trump should stay out of Georgia, should wait to announce his presidential race until after the Georgia runoff, and we should send DeSantis in there instead, all right? Wow. That just gives you an idea of the sea change that is going on out there. And so I actually think with all the focus there and the energy different, I actually believe Walker will win the runoff. And you have to be heartened by Kemp's performance, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the governor had a great night. Um, I think he outpaced Walker by five, five and a half points. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's plenty of ground there and it's gonna be a ground game test. Mm -hmm. It's gonna see who can bring the resources to bear and get it done because it really is gonna be about control of the United States Senate. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we saw what a profound effect having that Senate majority means when it comes to judges. And that's yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, I wanna move over to Nevada, I say Nevada. Do you guys say Nevada? Does it offend anyone if I say Nevada? I'm okay. In Iowa, we actually have a high school called Nevada that is spelled like that. Nevada? So, yeah, call, call whatever you want. Yeah. Now I'm going to get confused anytime yeah. I say it. Uh, Nevada election officials say counting all the ballots could uh, take days since they have been flooded by, of course, mail-in ballots. So uh, last year, Nevada began requiring that mail-in ballots be sent to every registered voter. What could possibly go wrong? And while ballots must be postmarked by election day, they can be counted if they arrive as late as Saturday. And uh, early this morning, Democrat Senator Catherine Cortez Masto was slightly behind Adam uh, Laxalt. But so I, what do you, what say you? I think Laxalt's going to win. I think he is too. Yeah, I think Laxalt's going to win that seat. Okay. He's up what two points right now? Yeah, give yeah. or take. Yeah. yeah, I should look at like. And right we're just waiting on Vegas to come in with the vote. Yeah, I think well, 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 a lot of a lot of that I think has come in. Yeah. I think I think that Laxalt will end up winning that seat. What do you, so what does that mean? Is that significant? I think, I think well, it gets you to 50. Right. And, and then it becomes, you know, the showdown becomes about Georgia uh, to close this thing out. And I, I actually think in some respects, I mean, I, I, I am disappointed. I, I, I thought we had a chance last night to have a scene like at the end of Avengers Endgame where people like us who are in this fight all the time, mm. you know, we're bruised and bloodied. We're in here to the end, but the odds are not looking good. Okay. And all of a sudden there's a voice in your ear on your left. And the numbers seem to indicate there might be a whole different layer of, of Patriot that's like woke up here the last couple of years. And mm -hmm. said we got to do something and the cavalry was coming. It's not coming. All right. What happened is we didn't add another layer of Patriot. People like us, our resolve just got deeper. Okay. And so I, I, I actually think though, that notwithstanding, you will get more out of Republicans with slimmer margins than you would have. If, they, if McConnell had 54 or 55 Republicans, the, the shell game he could play to move around and, and nailing Jello and couldn't hold anybody account. You take the vote this time and I'll take the bad one this time, pardon my French, right? They can't do all that with 51. Everybody's on the record like all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. Especially with no Lisa Murkowski now too, mm -hmm. okay? Right. In the House, if they've only got like a 15 or 20 seat majority, no, none of the John Boehner stuff where we still pass the Obama budgets and agendas. Everything bogs down, all right? Because no one can afford to show their true rhino colors because there's, the margins are so slim, they can't move around and, and do cloakroom politics. Mm -hmm. So in some respects, while it's demoralizing to see 
that there are not more people willing to stand up against this. When the, when the, when the politicking begins, the slimmer margins will make them appear to be more conservative, mm. I believe. What do you think, Jason? No, we're just, we're, look, we're in a spot now. We're in that season where we've got the first half of the game over. You know, 24 is, is the goal. It always has been. Um, and it is every cycle, right? We get through the midterms. So you'll have, they'll be in town for six months, and then it's over. Yeah. I mean, the window there is so tight. Um, so from a policy legislative standpoint, I mean, it's going to be hard to see ha anything happening, regardless of where we go, for here, go from here. Um, and I mean, the presidential politics are just going to start to suck all the air out of the mm -hmm. room and mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of times I'm like, mm, I, I kind of like gridlock in Washington. Like I I mean, I, typically, if they weren't busy, like trying to, to trans all of our children and, sure. you know, right. uh, allow right. uh, killing of babies in the womb, I would really like the gridlock. It's yeah. just like we need some reversal mm -hmm. of some of the craziness that's Absolutely. going on. But look, this was the framers design, right? Yeah. Everything moves slow. That's how it was supposed to work. Right. We don't want to pump stuff through. Right. Um, so, I mean, if you're a conservative and you're concerned about the, the rate at which they legislate, this is not a terrible outcome. No, yeah. I, that's true. Yeah. I think the founders did not envision that we would face some le this level of radicalization and the other part of the country's response to it would be to actually be like, eh, you know, let's, w when's our next cloture vote and how about a continuing resolution? I, I, I didn't think it because that's just the complacency of human nature and you can't do anything about the fact when if, if you know, you, you can't devise a political solution to a lack of will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to move to Maricopa County. So they said that they expect <laughs> to have 99%. I don't actually want to move there. I'm just saying I want, I'd like it's to so talk bad. about it. Uh, they expect to have 99% of their ballots counted by Friday. And uh, during a news conference today, Maricopa Supervisor Bill Gates said... A that's is that real? That's an interesting name. <laughs> is that for real? Bill Gates, that's what it says on my paper. I oh, guess wow. it is. Wow. <laughs> well, that's quite coincidental. Said that uh, about 17,000 in-person ballots were placed in a drop box and had still not been counted due to printing errors. And um, those of you who were paying attention last night may have recalled that uh, Carrie Lake, they were suing. The Republican National Committee filed an emergency request to extend polling for three hours to 10 p.m. in order to allow all voters a chance to go ahead and cast their ballots and have their votes counted by Maricopa County because of all of the problems that we covered yesterday on the program. It was like 20 percent of all of these uh, polling. The, the computers were down. They couldn't tabulate. They were like, well, don't worry. You just put it in this box. We promise it's secure and a Republican and a Democrat mm -hmm. will count it and it will all be fair. Don't worry. Just take our word for it. OK. And um, so we're not going to know anything for a while here. Carrie Lake last night gave no signs of uh, conceding and said that it is still early. Watch. I just want you to know it's early. It's very early, and if we have to take this fight through, we will. If it takes hours or days, we will. Does Carrie Lake pull through? I do think she'll win. Uh, I think she might be among the best candidates I have ever seen. Now, whether she can end up governing as effectively as, as Ron has been able, mm -hmm. been able to show he can, mm -hmm. we shall, shall see. Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing that. Mm -hmm. And if anything, this exercise, if you thought she was coming in full of urine and vinegar before, hmm. pulling this on her, now, now it's personal. Okay, now, now it's just like this has to be stopped. You aren't gonna, as she has said many times, we're not going to let them do this to our children. We're not going to let them take our kids. 
Now, though, you throw in the personal. You're a woman, you know, I don't have to tell you, spill yeah. this out. Yeah. Now it's personal, yeah. okay? So I, I, I think the odds that she, in her own way, in her own style, and when I say emulate DeSantis, I mean in terms of using the power that the people give her to wield it for their good. Mm -hmm. In her own way and style and issue priority, I think whatever the odds were already, you thought she would fulfill that as governor increase based off of this experience. Yeah, I think uh, what Steve is alluding to there is hell hath no fury like a scorned woman. Amen, Jason. yes. <laughs> Look, I mean, if they wanted this problem fixed, they would have fixed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did they have any time to do that? I mean, well, it, <laughs> yeah. it's just, the conflict here is staggering. Mm -hmm. And the fact that yeah. no one writes pieces about it, no one talks about it in the mainstream media, she's the secretary of state. Right. Right. It's right. her job yeah. to ensure the elections. May, see, twenty what if, per twenty percent what of the she, voting machines. What if she did that? What if she did her job to ensure the election? Mm. I, mm -hmm. I, it just, mm -hmm. on its face, it just doesn't pass the sniff test. And you know, I I think Lake's going to pull it out as well. And just. It can't keep going like this. Yeah. I mean, if Arizona's going to continue to well, figure it's a this prominent impoverished Maricopa County. <laughs> Right? Scott's the most wealthiest in the whole right. country. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so one more quick question to both of you before we, we got to take a quick break here. You said you guys both think that Lake ekes it out, which honestly doesn't give me that much you know, encouragement because it's like, as Steve pointed out, she is an amazing candidate. Mm -hmm. It is so scary to me that she has not already handily I won. Agree. But okay, if yeah. she, like, great, we need her in. Um, what about Masters? I think he'll end up losing by a couple, is okay. what I think you'll say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there, there'll be a bonus for incumbency for Mark Kelly. Mm -hmm. I think, I think mm. Masters, I think if the election were November 15th, then I think that he would end up pulling it out as well. I think he had the momentum the last couple of weeks, but it took too long. And he had always been behind yeah. that whole race, just a few points, yeah. so yeah. it, it so just ran agree. out of time. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, we've got more to come, but uh, we've got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bank on Yourself. So if you have a 401k, IRA, you know the typical retirement plan that most of you have. You don't realize this, but the government is actually the one that controls it, not you. And thanks to our skyrocketing national debt and government spending, uh, you don't know how much you're going to have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on Yourself is a way better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. Uh, this is a retirement plan alternative that has never had a losing year in over 160 years. I'm just saying, those are really good odds, all right? You will get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income. You don't need to have any luck, skill, guesswork. None of that is required. You're also gonna get tax-free retirement income. Under current tax law, your tax rate will be zero in retirement, and you are going to be in control. You're gonna be in the driver's seat, not the government. They're not gonna penalize you if you decide you want to take money out uh, or give you any sort of restrictions on when or where you can take that money out. You can get a free report with all the details on how Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. If you go to bankonyourself.com slash matters, that is bankonyourself.com slash matters. Steve, I saw you retweet something from Brad Wilcox, who is the director of National Marriage Project, and I found this, I wouldn't say surprising, but very fascinating nonetheless. Uh, he shared this data showing the Democrat Party is becoming the party of unmarried women, mm -hmm. I guess. So married men broke Republican this last election, last night, by 20 points. Married women 
broke Republican by 14 points. Unmarried men still broke Republican by seven points. Unmarried women broke Democrat by 37 points. That is, that's frightening. That's, that's incredibly frightening. You know, as a, a father of two daughters, mm-hmm. um, basically I view that as like one of my goals as a dad is that my daughters don't end up one of those yeah. girls. Yeah. Okay. You know, as a kid born to a 15-year-old mom, you know, my mom and I literally grew up together, you know, and uh, when she chose life 48 years ago, it wasn't easy, man. I mean, we were on food stamps, ADC, government cheese, all right? So I don't want to make it look like it was a Hallmark Christmas movie. Now, 48 years later, she'll say I'm the best mistake she ever made, right. but it wasn't like it was easy being grown up with your kid, yeah. okay? <laughs> but, the, but she also would never have known the reward that she would get decades later the grandchildren she would get decades later, she would not have known any of those things if she had just made the, the, the immediate decision based on the fear she had at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is, is that fear has become a politicized block. That, and, and, and it's another reminder that the only way, there is no way around the culture war in these elections. The only way out is through. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, and I don't think you're gonna break into that block. I think that is spiritual. Mm-hmm. I think what you've got to actually do is compensate by growing your margins with married women, actually. I think that's what you need to do. Yeah, because I, I, I was sitting here off air. I'm like, I just, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm a mom, I'm obviously I'm pro-life, but I feel like even if I wasn't, what's gonna matter to me more? Making sure that I can kill my baby in the womb or making sure that I can feed the babies that I already have mm-hmm. that sit at my kitchen table every night and need nourishment. And so I'm thinking like, I don't understand. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I just underestimated how many unmarried women there are now because I didn't think about it. There are so many more unmarried women now. They're not, you know, they, they don't want babies. They mm-hmm. don't want a family. Uh, they're a strong, independent woman and they don't need no man to tell them anything. And I guess I just underestimated how many of those there are now. I mean, also, you know, liberal white women are extremely mentally ill um, <laughs> and probably on many, you know, psychotropic drugs, but that's neither here. Well, it's kind of here and there, but Jason. <laughs> I, I, that was sufficiently snotty. Uh, I hear what Steve's saying about we have to grow the margins elsewhere. We can't engage with these folks. I think maybe that's not true, though. I, the trans stuff is something that's really um, informing a lot of our political debates. And this is a fundamental invasion into female spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fundamental. So they're going after your scholarships. They're going after your sports teams. Um, you saw what happened in Virginia um, during the governor's race, like what happens when you mess with people's kids at that level. Right. And maybe there's a way to communicate with these folks um, when they get into their later teen years and their young adults. It's like, look, the way they've created this fear mongering around abortion, I, New Hampshire, you see these intense deltas in the votes, 10%. And a lot of that was driven by, oh, you're gonna take away your right to get an abortion. The right to get an abortion in New Hampshire is not under threat. Right. Mm-hmm. It never right. was. But the Democrat message machine was able to take this issue mm-hmm. and spread it all across the country and make it ubiquitous. And that's that's how they created some of these margins. And I think there is a messaging challenge there for the folks on the other side, conservatives and Republicans, say, look, there's a whole other component of the culture war where you're being invaded. Your spaces are under attack. And we're for protecting your spaces. And it seems right. such a logical, linear argument. I don't know why we aren't 
effectively making it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the left is trying to erase you, women, and we would like for you guys to not be erased because we think you are unique and, uh, you know, important in society. That would be nice. Um, so on the abortion issue, I want to I want to talk about the uh, what was it, Michigan, California and Vermont and all of those states voters uh, voted to enshrine abortion protects protections in their state's constitutions. So uh, I think I'll just read one California proposition. One text reads the state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. And um, this has been interpreted to allow abortion, of course, at any point in pregnancy for any reason. Uh, like I said, Michigan and Vermont, uh, very similar language here. Um, and I just, as, as Jason pointed out, it's like Californians should have never thought for one second that their right to kill their baby up until the point of birth. And then maybe after, I don't know, depending on the doctor that you have, um, that was never really under attack. I mean, you're in California, you're good. And somehow they're just like, no, we really, really, really want to strengthen the language here. I think there's two things here. Number one, go to Michigan specifically. Prop three is the one you're talking about there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And prop three goes even further. It gets into the trans stuff. They linked the two issues in Michigan. So that takes away parental rights. Mm -hmm. You're in violation of your child's sovereignty if you try to deny them meatball surgery and gender mutilation. They codified those two things in one resolution there. So it wasn't just that they got, so there you have, the, you have all the single women there. And according to the Michigan exit polls, abortion was the number one issue in the election, 46%. So it was their number one voting issue. So you had a bunch of single women there who either yeah. don't care about children or want to kill their children that openly said that took away from moms like you, mm -hmm. took away your parental rights in the state constitution at the exact same time. I think you're dealing with theology. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, if, if, if we were in the church, right, and someone was a someone pro, so you knew someone in the church was a heretic and they proclaimed their heresy they weren't an elder they weren't in the ministry okay but they were voicing that heresy in the church you would want to get rid of that you'd still even though they had no position of leadership in the church they couldn't empower that heresy you didn't you don't want that heresy to infiltrate you don't want it to propagate so you you purge it out of your church that's what they're doing it doesn't matter that to them that it was not under, you know, attack in New Hampshire mm -hmm. or, as you said, in California. You spoke heresy in the church yeah. that life is sacred. You shouldn't kill your kid. That heresy has to be purged from the church. You're dealing with religious theological levels of zealotry here. We're we're beyond mere political disagreements. And I think that we have to come to to grips with that. And we're going to have to reframe the way we address and confront these things in that regard. Yeah, Jason, last word on that. It's a tragedy. Yeah. You know, I just, I come out where Steve comes out. You, yeah. you sit there and there's just, there's an evil there, mm. you know, and it's, it's poisonous mm -hmm. and it's awful. And the fact that it's been used to, to galvanize political objectives is, it's just such a shame. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So I think we have some Project Veritas videos that that we can play if we get to them. But I want to ask you guys, um, I've heard a lot of you know, obviously we're trying to make sense of this. And it feel, I feel like the energy here is like, we're really, it seems, it feels a little depressing. It is because we needed an A on this test. Mm-hmm. There was no excuse to get less than a B. Right. And we got a C. Yeah. We passed. It's just not sufficient for the opportunity and the moment that we face. And I think that's what it is. And I want to make, so I want to make sure that the viewers take, take away, you know, it's, there. We're, look, you ju- we passed, as Steve said, just barely. Okay. But like, let's, be a little positive in that, um, but there's a lot of talk about: are, is it are these the Trump candidates that are just doomed? It was it because McConnell didn't put enough money into the Trump candidates? What what was it at play here? Where did we fall short? Was it the GOP's horrible messaging? Like where did we fall short? How can we improve? How can we capitalize on all of this better? Um, and I was just curious what your thoughts were on on that. Do you want to take that one first? Sure. I mean. It was always going to be tight. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that was going to be the nature of the race. It seems like that's the nature of our politics now. Um, the friction between the MAGA Trump side and the McConnell corporate establishment side, it plays a role. Mm-hmm. You know, Beto O'Rourke has been allowed to blow $175 <laughs> million dollars yeah. in four years. Mm-hmm. Hate the game, not the player, brother. You know uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm fine with him look, wasting at, their money. <laughs> at the end of the day, politics is about resources, though. Yeah. And when you, when you get factioned like that, and you know, you're running a huge Senate race in Pennsylvania, and you don't have the support mm-hmm. of the establishment Republican Party, it's going to cost. Right. You know, it, just, it just is. And as powerful force as President Trump can be, it, can't, it clearly didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at places, even like in Ohio, where he got uh, J.D. Vance over the line. I think Vance was eight or ten points behind DeWine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there. Mm-hmm. How he came up, you know, the mar- five or six, eight, and you see it in Georgia as well. I mean, there's some deltas here between the Trump-supported candidates and the establishment-supported candidates. And if you don't reconcile that, you know, if, you're, if your team is playing, you know, in two different directions, yeah. two different games, you're going to get a result like this. Yeah, house divided cannot stand, I guess. Um, if, if McConnell had taken all the money he spent in Alaska for a Republican to beat another Republican and gave it to Blake Masters, Blake Masters would have ended up being a United States senator. Mm-hmm. Except Masters wasn't going to vote for Mitch McConnell to be a majority leader, and Lisa Murkowski would, and so that's why he didn't do that. Trump absolutely does stuff that hurts Republicans. I don't believe he's trying to hurt Republicans. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the natural organic blowback to his shtick personality uh, and issues mm-hmm. in ego. The McConnell sinisterly and purposefully seeks to hurt Republicans. And that, of course, ends up turning people more to a Trump-like character, mm-hmm. which then more embitters a person like McConnell. And this thing gets entrenched and goes on and on and on. That's why, that's why you have Steve Dace and Paul Ryan, who basically runs Fox News now, 
uh, and they're running a Ron DeSantis telethon the last two two days. This is why you have Steve Dace and Paul Ryan. I can't freaking stand Paul Ryan. Okay, <laughs> this is why you have both of us now making teen. You know, we're like it's like the Beatles showed up and we're teenage girls in the Ed Sullivan Theater screaming. Okay, at Ron DeSantis. Someone end this now. All right. Mm. I really thought I wanted a civil war. Frankly, I'm sick and tired of it already because we're fighting another civil war over here. Can someone bridge this gap? Be a professional at this job and put and and you and euthanize this. Mm-hmm. And he seems like the one person able to do it. Mm-hmm. After an election, I think you have to look at who won and learn lessons from that. Yeah. And look at who lost and learn lessons from that. In terms of what lost, one thing that was consistent all night long, and I know it's not popular to say, I don't like saying it, but the data is what it is. If you were outside of native MAGA country and you were labeled Trump, you underperformed your polling or you lost. Ask no longer Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Mm -hmm. okay? On the other hand, if you just governed well and didn't give a crap about the Trump sideshow or McConnell, and you just represented the concerns of your constituents, you defied the lockdowns, Kristi Noem, Ron DeSantis, Brian Kemp, my governor, Kim Reynolds, they were overwhelmingly rewarded. The Republican Party has lost the trust of the American people. This is the first midterm in modern political two-party history that people didn't automatically, en masse, vote for the other side when they were disappointed with the party in power. They've lost that trust now. And so the people voted for Republicans that earned their trust, the names I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. They did not in, in, you know, eagerly put their trust in the people that have not. And so the lesson there is, frickin' govern. Mm-hmm. Use the power you are given. Keep your promises, protect me, uh, punish law breaking, all right? Do your damn job and we'll reward you. Mm -hmm. But no longer is it enough to just not be a Democrat while they wreck the country. That won't do it. Right. Um, I mean, you look at, you know, DeSantis, who you pointed out. What was the the final total? 19. Mm -hmm. The record in Florida all time, Jeb Bush won by 13 and 02. That's the largest margin by a Republican gubernatorial candidate. Keep in mind, over the last 50 years, presidential elections in Florida have been decided by an average of less than three points. Yeah, what I DeSantis mean, well, Ron DeSantis there is last election. 30,000 votes. Yeah, 0.4%. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, just in that amount of time. And so, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not wise to talk about 2024 already, but let's talk about it. Um, why not? Trump's already doing well, it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, when, I, when I was on the Cruz campaign, it took us eight months to irritate him to the point that he attacked Heidi Cruz. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We're not even a Thanksgiving. He's already yeah. attacking Casey DeSantis. So yeah, what right. does that tell you? I know. And so, okay. that, well, that's what I was going to say is that now he's teasing this big announcement, right? He's, he's oh, I have this big announcement. You're all going to love it. He was on with, with you guys last night. Oh, you, I think you're going to be very pleased and you see what happened to some of his candidates and now you see DeSantis who obviously is the other one that everyone's talking about it's going to be one of the two Mm -hmm. you see DeSantis over here winning with overwhelming margins making history in Florida what do you make of it and isn't it interesting that DeSantis has somehow figured out how to manage Trump I mean we all remember 2015 2016. Oh, I remember it well. I just, but nobody. <laughs> still has I do. I was just going to say that. Yes. <laughs> what, what, what are you saying? Yes. Nobody could figure him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, his technique was over the top. The name calling all. They went after his hands. It backs. It's just, mm-hmm. Nobody could figure out. Somehow, the governor from Florida has figured it out. And the way that you do it, it's like judo. You take their aggression and you use it mm-hmm. against them. You don't hit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take that punch and you redirect. You don't, tra- you don't trade insult for insult. Rubio tried yeah, doing right. that. And, and, yeah. You're right. just going to lose that yeah. game. Yeah. Now, in the story in Florida, which is just staggering, Miami-Dade 
Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a tremendous, tremendous effort. And I have family that lives down in Palm Beach County. And we we're texting this morning and they were over the moon. It's like, look, go in there, be aggressive in the other guy's backyard and go get it done. And thank goodness, competency and leadership still matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Steve's point before, look, it still matters that you can do the job. Mm-hmm. And when you do the job well, you will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. When you lead with courage, when you defy the lockdowns, when you don't do the easy thing that the polling says in that moment should be the right decision, you get rewarded. Yeah. And it, it, you can't not be excited as a conservative, as a Republican, looking into 24. Um, and frankly, this DeSantis-Trump conflict, given the outcome of yesterday, as we see, as we work yeah. through this week to see what happens, Trump is tremendously weakened. And DeSantis is keeping his powder dry and yep. being real, real smart. I agree. Yeah, yeah yep. I do too. Um, I, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. And then I want to get to, you mentioned Miami-Dade. I, I want to get back into that when we come back. That shift in the Latino vote is just it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to get back to uh, Miami-Dade County over in Florida because that was that was a pretty interesting development last night. And uh, MSNBC, the folks over at MSNBC, also found it particularly interesting when Miami-Dade turned red. Here's their reaction. We just got, I'm told we just got Miami-Dade. This is a big one in Florida. Let's take a look at, okay. This, we got the, yeah. So let's put this in some perspective. Miami-Dade County has two and three quarter million people. In 2016, this was a Democratic county by 30 points. Hillary Clinton won this county by 30 points. Miami-Dade is 70% Hispanic. It began shifting to to the Republicans in 2020. Donald Trump only lost it by seven. And look at this, in the mail-in and early vote, which again tends to be more Democratic friendly, Marco Rubio, the Republican, is outright leading in Miami-Dade County by seven points over Val Demings, a Democratic challenger. Audible gasps heard when he uh, originally showed that chart. Um, Jason, you mentioned the Latino-Hispanic vote. I mean, obviously a huge factor. It, this gives me a little bit of, of encouragement because I, this is what I've been saying this whole time is like, when is the Latino community going to wake up? They have. Yeah. In four years, they moved that vote 25 points. Mm-hmm. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. And it's, again, it's what happens when you're competent mm-hmm. and you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. and going out and governing and leading and just doing the job instead of getting mired in the nonsense. Mm-hmm. I mean... I think it also helps that the Democrats are just, that they've just become Abs- so radical. Absolutely does. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Chris is a sweetheart, but come on, he's, a there's good, not a lot left a, there. A good friend of mine has been, I'll, I'll say the state now, I've mentioned it on my show, but I haven't said the state. He has been in Nevada leading a Hispanic turnout the vote group mm-hmm. uh, for the last three or four months. And with uh, heavy funding from, I guess we'll call it a major conservative organization. Okay. And so he has been sharing the data and stuff that he's seeing. And the number one issue for them is the tranny stuff. Mm-hmm. No, nope. no, not happening. Yep. Uh, not happening at all. Number two is, is they tend to link crime and the border because they see that a lot of the, the, the crime in a state like Nevada that they're dealing with comes from two things. People that, you know, uh, gamble too much and mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, break themselves or illegals. Mm-hmm. All right. And they're like, well, we left Honduras to get away from those people. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that he said to me, though, that I think is particularly promising. 
he said, this is generational. He said, the boomer Hispanics, these are, these are the people that, you know, when we play Mexico in the World Cup, are waving Mexican flags. We're never getting them, all right? He says, the Gen X and the, and, and the millennials who have kids and families, yeah. they're Americans. They don't, give a, they're not, they don't give a crap about what's going on. This is their home. And they're like, oh, this, we don't want that here, you yeah. know? The, and so he thinks, if Republicans deliver, he thinks that there is an opportunity <laughs> that there is, you could see a generational sort of, maybe not to the level of what, when blacks migrated from Republicans to Democrats in the 60s, but this literally could become a 50-50 swing vote now. Uh, that it's truly up for grabs as you get more into the younger generations of Hispanics is what he saw. Yeah, I mean, you start messing with a... Latina's children, you're going to get a chancla to the head, is all I'm saying. Um, I want to play one. That's Sandal, guys. Just okay. so you know. Thank you. Um, I, I was just going to say Kazoon Heights. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, I want to get to, let's, let's do one more reaction here. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Dana Bash, CNN's Dana Bash, who complained that, um, you know, we're talking about all of these top issues for the voters. She was like, why wasn't democracy listed as one of the voters' top five concerns? I don't understand. Watch. The numbers in these exits do not line up with what we were seeing in the polling data going into this election about what people cared about and the order in which they ranked it. So we have had a lot of questions throughout this time about new voters, people that hadn't been in there before that were perhaps not getting captured by the polling. So maybe this is a sign that we're going to see a little bit more of that tonight than we expected. We obviously don't know yet. And you know what's missing from this one, two, three, four, five, top five issues? Democracy. Oh, yeah. It's not even in here. It's not to say that it's not an issue for people, but it doesn't not even the come issue. close. Well, not the I issue. Just, is that, I kind of want them to so, keep that up. I, I, people went and voted in a democratic process. And, <laughs> and you're wondering why they didn't list democracy as one of their primary concerns as they're participating in a friggin' democracy. <laughs> what sense does that make? I don't know what Dana was doing with her Tuesday. I mean, uh, it's it, really bad. It's just grasping. Yeah. Right? Just, just grasping. And, and look, that's an example of when the Democrat message machine breaks down. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been pumping this democracy, democracy. It's, it's under point. attack, under yeah. attack. How dare you, yeah. plebes? And, no, and, yeah. and this is what happens when they don't buy it. Yeah. Right. You see what happens when they buy it? Well, this is what it looks like when they don't. And Dana yeah. is just befuddled. Yeah. yeah the, it turns out we wanted to have more January 6th hearings and run less <laughs> ads on abortion, it turns out. Yeah. Turns out we wanted those January 6th hearings to go well into the fall mm -hmm. as opposed to pivoting away from that and running abortion ads. If we had yeah. it to do over again, if those two things had happened, this would have looked a lot different last time. Mm -hmm. do, do, so do you think, do, do, do people like Dana Bash, do they, do they keep complaining about democracy at this point? Is that, a, is that, do they think that's a winning strategy for them? I think that when you have Trump derangement syndrome, yeah. thinking ceases. It's a great point. They're just broken, like irrevocably broken. Yeah. That's really sad. Uh, uh, without spiritual transformation, intellectually broken, I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? We got to take a, let's take one more break. We'll be right back. All right, we got a couple minutes left here, and I want to I want to show you uh, or I want to read to you something that Donald Trump posted on Truth Social just a little bit ago. He said, "Now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020 I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron D got this year, 5.7 million to 4.6 million? Just asking?" Question mark. 
pets. These are dude code violations. Let's just forget about <laughs> elections. This level of, of, pre of preemptive defensiveness about another dude who has not yet even directly publicly engaged you, these are dude code offenses. They lower the T level of the other dudes around you. They are the stuff of Cialis ads. They are do for forget about politics. This is primal. Yeah. These are dude code offenses. Another dude needs to go to Donald Trump and say, give him the Jonah. You mm -hmm. know, no, no, stop. Yeah. This is insulting. All right, you're you are you look weak as a man. You need to cease this. If I'm Ron DeSantis, I want this to continue. What I don't want Donald Trump to do is make me junior partner and say, mm -hmm. well, of course he's great. I handpicked him. I'm not surprised at all. That's why I endorsed him. I don't want Trump doing that. He's elevating me before I even get in this race. He's putting me on an equal playing field with him. This level of defensiveness is frankly effeminate. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it is, it's embarrassing. DeSantis is in firm possession of Trump kryptonite. Mm -hmm. He just is. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Now we're on the same playing field. Now we're in the same sentence. Now we're comparing apples to apples, you and me. Look, it was a tough race for Republicans last night, but if there is a silver lining when it comes to some of the you know, minutia of as the race forms up for 24, um, I think we cleared a lot of the primary field on the Republican side last oh, night. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think any governor that was thinking about it probably not thinking about it anymore. You already saw cotton drop out before the midterms even came up. Yeah. So it's going to be a Trump uh, versus DeSantis thing, and it looks like DeSantis has them right now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll give you the latest. See you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.